Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Transylvanian Bite Off, where this week, I'm sorry, I must have forgotten to lock up last week because Dracula's risen from the grave. <laughs> My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I am Evan Morkall. We got an honest-to-God movie this week, 1968. <laughs> Dracula has risen from the grave. I know he said we were going to do Dracula pages from a virgin's diary. Neither one of us could find this movie anywhere. I feel like we're both pretty decent at that, too. But mm -hmm. uh, nope. <laughs> no, it not, says not it's I, when I it's on Amazon Prime. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah. great. Do, 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 go to Amazon. And then it was like not available in, available in your region. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I've got a VPN. I'll just say I'm from a different region. I yeah. did Canada, the UK, China. India uh, and Australia and it was not in any one of those and I was like where else is this movie streaming it's like, Canadian isn't it I thought it was Canadian yeah but, how is it yeah, the directors well the director's Canadian right, it's produced right. by the Canadian mm -hmm. balance I was like great Canada will have it Canada's you know? got it Okay, maybe Australia has it. All right, well, maybe somewhere in Asia has it. But somebody's <laughs> got to have this damn movie. They don't have it. So we will still watch it. I think we're just going to have to order a DVD copy of it. Yeah. But that's what we'll do for you, the people. We sacrifice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things we sacrifice. Um, so instead, yes, we were watching Dracula Has Risen from the Grave, which I got to say, excellent poster. Excellent poster. Remarkable want, poster. We've talked it, about it before. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but it it still is pretty great, though they definitely don't have band-aids in this time. No. Yeah. They, yeah, they had band-aids. Not like that. No. When were band-aids invented? Not bandages. Those little tiny band-aids? When was wrapping fabric around wounds invented? <laughs> uh, okay, 1920. Yeah, Johnson Johnson. Yeah, okay. 1920. This is in 1905. Oh, oh, you mean during the movie is set. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought you meant in 1968 when the movie oh, came out. No, it was like, there no. was absolutely no. band-aids in 1960. No. Well, hold on. I don't know, actually. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> Um, this movie was directed by, directed by Freddie Francis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, like, no bullshit. Freddie Francis is a, is a very well-known movie well maker. Known. Well um, thought of. Worked on Elephant Man, Dune. Uh, he's, he's a collaborator with David Lynch. So he did a yeah. lot of stuff with David Lynch. Well, and this guy also, he has a cinematographer background and mm -hmm. you can totally see it in this Yes. This is one of the few movies that I think we've seen from this era that are really well. The shots are very well conceived. Yeah. And the, the the set that they have used, particularly the rooftop set, plays a lot with the visual dynamics in a really appealing way. I mean, it's clearly a set, but they they've shot it in a way that it is pretty convincing. Yeah, there are some good, good shots we will talk about in this movie. Of course, starring Christopher Lee. This is his third Hammer film as Dracula settled into it. He knows it by now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he gets this is the first time I think we've really gotten to see him do some stuff. He gets to look menacing. He's got some dialogue. Yeah. He's got some stuff <laughs> he wants to do. <laughs> he's got he's like hatching a plan. He's hatching a plan. Yeah. Um, this film also stars Rupert Davies. Uh, uh, I believe just a big British actor. Um, yep. I don't know the show Magritte he was in, but he was he was in that a yeah. lot. So, yeah, let's dive into it. This is an interesting movie because like you like we said, this is an actual movie. Mm -hmm. 
there is a beginning, there is a middle, there is an end. It is not just a collection of images. Yep. What did you? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> took an expectant breath there, and I raised my hand at the same time. And there was a standoff about hmm, who will be more polite. Who's this got moment. the nicer thing to say? <laughs> no, all I was gonna say is, I don't think we've come to these movies ever expecting character development, but over an hour and a half. You know, plot-wise, beginning, middle, and end. Character-wise, these are people who grow. Unfortunately, there is uh, Veronica Carlson as Maria. Is She does not get as much growth as perhaps our two uh, male characters in this movie. And that is just sad to see again. Also, shout out to Barbara Ewing as Xena. Just a great name. <laughs> I just, I love that. Um, but... Uh, when it comes to to Barry Andrews as Paul and Rupert Davies as Monsignor, and who's the other priest? He's literally just called priest. Yeah, he's just called priest. Ewan Ewan Hooper. Ewan yeah. Hooper. He's great. He's he plays the sort of like rundown. He's kind of Dracula takes control of him, and you know he becomes the little Dracula's little helper. And in the end, he makes it a turn, and uh, it's pretty impressive. Yep. This on Ryan's Manos has an approval rating of eighty percent. Wow. I think that's really accurate. Of all the ones I think we've watched recently, this is the one I would say, hey, you can check this out. This is pretty pretty good. I totally agree. I'd probably still recommend watching it on a, a little, a faster tempo. Mm -hmm. Because, let's face it, there's not a ton of plot in this movie. No. But, you know, for the visuals, you'll still get those. You'll still get the character development. It's pretty fun. Yeah, we've got an excellent opening scene in this there. We are in an unnamed Eastern European village. Um, there is a pretty, pretty slow start. Like the title plays, we get our credit sequence. And then this altar boy goes into church, you know, enters, rides his bicycle, gets inside the church, crosses himself. He starts sweeping and then he hears the church bells ringing from the next town. So he's like, oh, time to ring the bells. Goes to ring the bells, pulls on the little rope to ring the bells and there's ketchup on his hands. Oh no, it's blood. And he looks at it and then he looks at the rope and there's blood on the rope. So he keeps looking up and he looks up and there's that little, there's a little cut hole in the ceiling for the rope to come down. So he climbs this ladder up to the, up to the, up to the bells and he looks at the bells and he screams. And then the priest comes and the priest hears screaming. So the priest runs in and he goes up and he looks at the bell and a woman just falls out of the bell upside down mm -hmm. dead she's got the bite marks in her neck excellent excellent, excellent opening scene excellent start fantastic a lot of these movies rely on the cinematography throughout the movie to give us the setting to give us a feel of where we are to set the tone but i love that this movie just jumps right into it yeah. Uh, it gives it immediately indoctrinates you to the feel of this movie. This is also I th I'm pretty sure this is an honest to God sequel to Dracula Prince of Darkness. Yes, I think you're right. Which I don't believe we've watched yet. No, but now I want to. So maybe we should do another. We have just decided to watch everything in reverse order. Huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I think we're going to probably so I think probably next week we'll end up doing that. Yeah. Uh, it's a year later. The events of Prince of Darkness has happened. Dracula is apparently destroyed. He is dead. Monsignor Ernst shows up. Ernst Mueller comes <laughs> to town and he's like, hey, guys, I heard you had a Dracula problem. And they're like, absolutely. 
<laughs> the altar boy is now silent. He's now mute. Um, and the priest is like just drinking away in the tavern. It's Nobody great. comes great. Ma- yeah. There's that whole moment when the Monsignor, Monsignor, he, he walks into the church. He's like, nobody's here. He looks at the altar boy who's hiding. He is yeah. hiding by the cross. And he is like, where are the people? Where is your priest? What's going on? The altar boy can't say a thing. He just shakes your head. He just shakes his head and he's sort of like mumbling and scrambled about. And Monsignor is just like, fine, take me to him. And then you get this cut shot to the priest who is just downing drinks in the local tavern. You can see he is a disturbed man. It's excellent. It's really good. Good opening. Um, the Monsignor comes. He's like, look, let's just go and exercise Dracula because we can do that. So they go to the castle. Um, the Monsignor <laughs> takes their cross. This comically like large church, cross. Like the church's main cross. This thing's like four feet tall, like two feet. It's a big cross. He straps like, it to str- his back. <laughs> to his back. And he just is like, let us go. <laughs> so they set off. They climb up to Dracula's castle. The Monsignor puts the cross on the door, does his ritual. This thunderstorm starts. And the priest who has kind of bailed halfway up this journey, uh, the priest gets knocked out. He gets his head knocked on a rock and some blood trickles down into a stream. And in that stream is Dracula. And he gets a little little bite of that blood and he comes back to life. Mueller, the Monsignor, is just like, goes back to town. He's like, hey, what happened to the priest? And they're like, oh, yeah, the priest is here. And he's like, okay, cool. Bye. (laughs) And just leaves. Not a. Nope. Not a good Monsignor. I'll say it. I'm not very thorough. Not a thorough Monsignor, no. Yeah. Um, he returns to the town of Kynenburg, which is where the rest of the movie will take place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's our little, uh, basically a prologue? Yeah. That's what that's what sets up the movie. Uh, and it's, it's a really great start. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is also, unfortunately, probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Definitely. By and large. There's another good little part. The rest of the movie is really Dracula uh, enslaves the priest. He's like, let's go mess with the Monsignor. <laughs> he go, yeah. He this he takes the the priest leads him to his castle. Dracula sees the cross and is like, "What the fuck? How who dare you? Did this?" <laughs> he tells him who, and he's like, "All right, well, we got to go fuck with him now." Like, it's it's the pettiest <laughs> Dracula yet. I he's like, he, he put a cross well, on, on the my one castle. Hand, I get it because he can't get back in the castle now. That's true, but you'd also just kind of expect him to, like, kind of move the cross. Yeah. Yeah, Just get a new castle. (laughs) Just get a new castle. And instead he's like, nope, I can't fix this. All I can do is fuck with this man's life. (laughs) Um, The Monsignor has a niece, Maria. Uh, She is the love interest of the movie. Uh, Maria has a boyfriend named Paul. Paul comes over for dinner. There's like a 30 minute break after that excellent intro where it's just what's going on in the life of Paul and Maria. What are they up to? Let's mm-hmm. find out. Paul is an atheist and that's important to his character growth because he doesn't <laughs> believe in God and the Monsignor hates that. So the Monsignor is like, get out. And Maria's like, no. And Paul's like, okay, bye. So Paul <laughs> leaves. Dracula finally shows up. He starts seducing people. He seduces Xena Warrior Princess, who is who works at the bar that Paul works at. Uh, they hide Dracula's coffin under the bar. I don't understand the layout 
of this mm-hmm. bar because no. there's the bar and then yep. there's the bakery down below where Paul yep. works and then there's two separate corridors that lead to different places down there one mm-hmm. of which is just like a vaguely sewer-esque sort of layer an for ancient, Dracula. Just an ancient castle. Yeah. It's Never bizarre. explained. You work at a bakery. Do you not have an ancient castle buried underneath the bakery? You know, we do, actually. Um, it's where we keep those who tell the secrets of the cookie recipe. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> it's even more unfortunate we know about it. Yeah. So Dracula's like, bring me Maria. I want Maria. He needs Maria. Why? Because wants to fuck with the Monsignor. So Zena is just like, hey, Paul's looking for you in the basement. And Maria's like, great, I'm going to go see Paul. And then <laughs> Zena comes up behind her with a leather bag and just tries <laughs> to like knocks her out, it's like puts it over her bag. head and like tries to slam her into a wall. <laughs> it's clearly like one of those bags of flour. So it's just this giant like leather sack that she like throws over her shoulders and like halfway down her arms. It's It's unnecessary. Necessary. They it's have ridiculous. a prop size problem in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything is yeah. ginormous. Everything is from a, like a Conan movie or something. It's <laughs> yeah. almost a little too fantasy size. Yeah. <laughs> and it really clashes because I think that by and large, like costumes look pretty good. We'll get to Dracula. I think I think he's an excellent looking Dracula, though. Mm-hmm. But Paul, Maria, the Monsignor, like everybody looks good. Yeah. And then the props are all like <laughs> 50 sizes too big there's like a beer bottle at one point that really just looks like a wine bottle like it's big bottle of beer it's great um but dracula kills xena because she has the worst plan to kidnap maria xena xena also has like a, a tiny bit of character motivation in this which i guess is slight improvement over some xenas we've seen yeah uh she she's jealous of Paul and Maria. She has this feeling that she's not enough constantly. And so Dracula yeah. kills her purely because she's like, you don't need Maria. You have me. And then he's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> he tells the priest to get rid of her body. And there is a, a pretty harrowing and good scene where the priest like drags her up the stairs and then just like shoves her into the baking oven, like the yeah. fire. Yeah. It's not what's what I appreciate. It's not too gory. Like I doesn't feel it feels very horary. It doesn't feel exploitative. In yes, any way. I totally I mean, agree. He's burning a woman. She's dead already, but he's burning a woman's corpse. But other this than that, could have had this moment could have had shades of our first Christopher Lee Dracula movie, like the actual first one or what's his name butchers her. And yeah, like yeah. we could have gotten that level of gore. But instead, the difficulty comes from the fact that this priest is realizing that he's gone back on his word, on his job, and on his mission as he burns this woman. Oh, uh, yeah, no fucking kidding. <laughs> yeah, you've messed up a little bit along the way, buddy. He, he's over here being like, oh, God, I don't know if I should do this. This kind of doesn't feel right. You've already <laughs> desecrated some graves, and I bet that's not good for a priest to do either. Oh, yeah. He desecrates but... a coffin so that Dracula yeah, has somewhere to hide. That's not good. I'm not up to date on my priest rules, but I think that's probably somewhere on the list. Um. Dracula, we get a pretty cool scene. I think it's maybe the coolest shot in the movie where Maria's like getting ready for bed and then it cuts to Dracula on like the opposite rooftop. The cape's going in the wind. Yeah. He's on the roof. The moon is just about to rise. It's lo- It looks excellent. It is. And they've established at this point that Paul and Maria don't use sidewalks. 
They use no. rooftops exclusively yeah. to get around. It is normal in Kynenburg for people to just be like, ah, I got to get to Jeremy's. Well, I'll climb out my window, hop across eight different rooftops, <laughs> and then I'll like, appear. <laughs> it feels like there's some unexplained, like, oh, yes, when all of our roads were overcome with the acid. Yeah. <laughs> we can't use the roads anymore. There's too much acid on the road, of course. Yeah. The and floor they just never lava. explain that to you. Yeah. The floor is lava. Yeah, we can't, we can't get there, of course. Everybody travels via rooftop. Even the Monsignor gets in <laughs> yes. on the action. It, look, it looks like a video game. It looks yeah. like Thief or something. <laughs> like the, all, of the, all of the windows, all the roofs have like, a good like foot and a half long overhang for people just to like slink along. It's difficult, but anybody can do it. Yeah. It had me thinking, you know, how sometimes you, you watch a movie and you try to think about like, all right, what movies had the director watched that inspired this? Mm -hmm. And the two I've gotten are Sound of Music because Maria and it's yeah. all everyone's German and to catch a thief <laughs> because everything happens on a rooftop. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's there's some there's weird production choices in this movie. I would have I kind of would have dug it if they leaned more into the gothic nature. Yeah, because they didn't build a lot of sets for this. I don't think like the no. castle is practical, at least. Yeah. And then the the rooftops, I think, are like the only thing they really built. Everything else is just a, a room. Yeah. And so I'm like, I think they could have leaned into this more and just have like crazy gargoyles everywhere or just more like wrought iron or something. I think yeah. it would have really kicked ass if it was I just agree. this unexplained, weird, gothic city. Yeah. With no explanation about why no one walks on the street. <laughs> but uh, Dracula goes into Maria's room. No, no, no. Has a little snack. Uh, the the Monsignor enters. They have a little tussle. Uh, the He chases after Dracula. We get like a rooftop chase where Dracula just like do, 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 runs and like full on jumps out the window and then it's, keeps running. It's the awesome. Way Dracula, Christopher Lee's Dracula especially just fucks up windows, man. Yes. <laughs> it's great. He must have had it in his contract somewhere. He must have been like, God, I hate windows. <laughs> like Literally the guy just like, Normal walk, walk, walk. Oh, God, he's chasing me. Run, run. Fuck that window. <laughs> Fuck that window. <laughs> that one in particular. He dives through it. Breaks it. <laughs> so he, he follows Dracula, but then the priest smashes him over the head with a cinder block or something. Oof. So the Monsignor's dying. He calls for Paul. He's like, you got to protect Maria. Here's, here's my Deus Ex Machina book. Take it. <laughs> oh, by the and way, he, Paul's an atheist. We established this earlier. Oh, yes. Paul is an Paul, atheist yeah. and Monsignor is like, you, you impertinent blasphemer. Heathen. <laughs> you heathen. Um, so he gives, he gives Paul the book where it's just like, here's all the ways to kill and protect against Dracula. Yeah. Great. Uh, Monsignor mm -hmm. dies. Didn't see that coming. Neither did I. Unexpected. Not, not great but unexpected yeah um paul gets the priest who he doesn't know works for dracula wah, wah. so they're watching maria the priest knocks out paul dracula shows up or no sorry no paul defeats the priest paul like wakes back up right as dracula is about to get her paul knocks out the priest and is like take me to dracula so they go they go find dracula they stake him through the heart but they're supposed to pray right after they've staked him and paul's an atheist and the priest 
is I don't think is a priest anymore. Yeah, he's really not priesting very much right so now. Neither of them can do it. So Dracula's just like writhing on this stake and then just like pulls it out of his chest and he's like, too bad, suckers. It's <laughs> this is my it's my favorite moment in the whole movie. Yeah. It is so cool to watch Christopher Lee get to finally kind of embrace the monsterhood of being Dracula. That's what it feels like in this. As he lays there, rips it out, looks at them menacingly, throws the stake back at them. It's great. It's really cool. And it's just a cool idea. Like, yeah, just add in a little bit of a complication to him. And and it instantly is like, oh, wow, this is so much more interesting. All of a sudden, this little complication that is really like it's not that much of a divergence from the book. Yeah, it's not it's not a whole weird illogical leap to like oh he's you know you just yeah. gotta say a prayer too to get rid of him a little bit yeah exactly it, like if you're gonna kill him this way you, you gotta just kind of finish it off like yeah, yeah I it's agree. really it's really really cool uh dracula kidnaps maria goes back to the castle uh maria gets rid of the cross because apparently that's what dracula was looking for the whole time just, why um, couldn't he have the priest move it i don't know why couldn't he have had anybody else it's just has to be thing? maria it's great it's so easy um she throws the cross it like lands perfectly it lands in the way where you're like okay mm. yeah i know what's gonna happen as soon as it, it lands so that it's stuck in these rocks face up and as soon as it happens you're like oh okay I know it's going to happen. So Dra- Paul shows up. He fights Dracula, kicks him over the side of the parapet, and Dracula falls on the cross and is staked. Um, and then we get a cool little little moment of redemption. The priest kind of realizes, hey, man, I've been fucking up the whole movie. Um, he like there's a storm overhead. He's like over this cliff. He looks down. He sees Dracula. He one last time says the Lord's Prayer and then he dies. And Dracula disintegrates and Maria's cool. Maria's fine now. Um, So like Paul goes and hugs her and then Paul crosses himself. Character arc. And that's the that's the fucking movie. Yeah. This watching these has been fascinating because I think a lot of the movies that I had watched pre pre 1980s, I think, is when we really started to to really land how to end a movie. Very few movies, I think, before then ended well they just Mm -hmm. kind of were like done yeah thank you (laughs) there are exceptions i think uh i think psycho ends really well (laughs) like vertigo we've talked about before ends ends really well casablanca is an excellent ending a lot of movies though i think are like this where it's like we've defeated the bad guy is anybody gonna say anything nope done yep credits (laughs) yep you know it's true there's like maybe three directors who actually know how to end a movie prior to 1980 and so weird so often yeah you get that it's like that little like it's like the 10 year old that done good and he just gives it that little like yeah i did it i'm done with the movie now run the credits thank you (laughs) it's bizarre it's like and it's been the vast majority of movies i don't think we talk about it enough for how frequently it happened and it's granted it still happens today like it's still it it has always happened but like even the worst of our movies that we've seen if they're after 1980 like christmas of dracula's that ended at least like that's that had an ending blade trinity had an ending an ending dracula 3000 the worst movie i've ever seen (laughs) that that ended that ended yeah these ones though they're just like dracula's dead 
<laughs> it's bizarre it's such a fascinating little little phenomenon yeah. um that i wish i wish we could do something with it's yeah. more just a weird observance now <laughs> um any last thoughts that you're walking away from this guy with no this is well yes uh <laughs> this is <laughs> this is this is a really it's a surprisingly fun one uh it spends a little too much time on Paul, I don't give a fuck about Paul. No. He has nothing to do with the story, really. Yeah. But, um, as we said, Paul going from an atheist, give, crossing himself at the end, the priest starting out as the priest, getting scared, becoming sort of enslaved by Dracula, and then redeeming himself at the end is pretty great. Great. Um, and Christopher Lee getting to do a little bit more of He's actually kind of a monster in this one. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's just so nice to see. This movie, I think, is a solid B. Yeah. And it's not just like a B movie. It's like. It is, but. But it is. It is. It's a solid B movie, though, in, in the good way. Um, yeah. If you want a chance to go see what Dracula movies were like in the 60s, watch this one. Don't watch the other yes, one. Watch this one. God. I yeah. think there's a chance. Like, I, I'm excited to see 1958 Dracula, the first christopher lee mm -hmm. uh wait have we watched that one I, we've watched that one we're, but we haven't watched the one that prequels this are we sure we watched that one i'm pretty sure we watched that one satanic rights <laughs> god satanic rights i can't remember if we watched it or not we did watch taste the blood of did we watch taste the blood of Dracula? we've literally got the whole spreadsheet in front of us and i'm like what have we watched <laughs> what have we not watched i'm trying to look up yeah we need like a i need like a nice order of just here's the order of Christopher Lee's movies. That's the real challenge is we need. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. Here we go. We go to, we go to his Wikipedia. You go to his, uh, you go read about it. Here we go. All right. Do, 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 do. Christopher Lee filmography. He did. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Horror of Dracula. That's what it's called. Yes. We have seen the, his first yeah, one. I've seen the first yeah. one. Horror of Dracula was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 1958. But yeah. So he did. Yes. He did horror of Dracula. And then he did Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Mm -hmm. And then he did Dracula's Risen from the Grave. Right. And then it was Taste of the Blood of Dracula. And then it was Scars of Dracula. Right. So Dracula, Prince of Darkness is what we need to watch next. Yes. I believe that's the... Because we've seen Scars, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yes, we watched Scars of Dracula. Isn't that... Is that the one where he gets caught in the... Um briars and he's like oh no i i'm dead oh no 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 no! scars is where he gets struck by lightning ah that was fun that's where he's got the stake in With the heart the and he's on the roof yes another one that doesn't know how to end another yeah. movie that didn't know how to end itself okay yes let's let's rank him let's get this guy on the books here because yeah. i've got a new segment i want to do oh i'm excited all right humor charisma um well sorry christopher you don't really get a whole lot of that in this no it's not uh, one though it's not your thing um, I'm going to say a three, maybe a two a and a half. Maybe two and a half. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he really does a a great amount of things. The thing that I think is potentially humorous is him being like, "Huh, I could get this priest to remove the cross and just you know go into my castle, but instead I'm gonna fuck over Monsignor That's and true. get his basically his daughter to the do it." <laughs> the yeah. plan is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> the plan is ridiculous. And I like that. I love it. Uh, fashion sense. That guy looks good. 
I think he looks excellent. I think this is the best Christopher Lee look we've seen yet. I'll agree. I'll agree a hundred percent. They they the red is red. The red of his cape is is there, but it's understated. It's not like it doesn't look like a fake red. It looks like an actual red color that someone would wear. Mm-hmm. I he agree. Look, he's sharp dressed. The cape looks good. The collar isn't there, but I don't hate that. Like it's not. It doesn't feel like I'm missing anything. It just yeah. feels like. Dracula. Dracula. I agree. That's what he looks like. I agree. Also, the eyes, I think, are a little better managed in this. Christopher Lee is obviously famous for his red eyes. Yeah. And I think in this one, it's a little less, like, intense. They're a little bit more, like, reeled it in a little bit. He every five seconds. Yeah, that's not his whole thing. Uh, I don't know. I could see this easily being in the eights. I think an 8.5, maybe an 8.7. Yeah, I like an 8.7. I think he it's, looks really, really good here. It's it's just solid. It's just a good, good look. This is this is one of the Christopher Lee's where you'd be like, ah, this is why he inspired Dracula for the next 40 years. Yes, yes. This look. It, it's, it's, it's simple, it's understated, but it's, it's clearly recognizable. Yeah. And, he's, and it I doesn't mean, feel out of place. Yeah. And we've talked about Christopher Lee before. The man's a giant. And yeah. so in this one, the cape is truly humongous. And not in a comical way. You're just like, oh my lord. He takes up the entire door. Yeah. When he's standing there at her balcony, he takes up the entire door. Uh, and like I said, there's this one shot. Dude pretty much looks like Batman or something. Yeah. Where the cape's in the wind. And it, that shot is great i'm still i'm still able to close my eyes and and see that shot like Mm -hmm. it's great he looks excellent yeah intelligent oh man i think it's like a four to a five he's got a plan but i it's just not good i agree i think this has to be in like the 4.5 range because he hatches a plan he follows through on most of it that's true but where true. he goes wrong is that he doesn't just kill Paul and the priest right then and there. Yeah. He runs too much. There's too much like, well, why didn't you just, why didn't you just kill him? Yeah. Feels exactly. easier. Exactly. Feels, feels like it'd be a lot easier, save you some time. But that being said, he gets through so much of his plan that I feel like, you know, and he's, he's got the mind control thing. This is like his yeah. most for, for Christopher Lee. And yeah. maybe that's a big part of why his plan goes so far. But yeah, I, I'd say a four, four point five, somewhere in that range. Four point, maybe like a four point four. Yeah, let's go four point four. A little bit, a little bit lower there. Yeah. Combat score. Not he too does, bad. Not too bad. He does. He does a little bit more than we're accustomed to seeing Christopher Lee do in this. We get the running around. We get the mm-hmm. the kind of grappling and wrestling, and the way that he uses his mind to kind of fight most he of does. his battles. Yeah. The big problem is that. Paul tosses him over a fucking railing. A normal, just a normal dude who works in a bakery. Yeah. And they try to do their best to be like, oh, Paul's in shape. Paul works in a bakery. So he's, you know, strong and in shape. But I'm sorry. He's he's a skinny boy. He's skinny boy buff. He's like, yeah, he's fit. Like he's not, he's not out of shape or anything. But he does some pushups. Yeah. He has a couple of pushups every day. (laughs) Ooh, Paul does like 20 pushups a day. Like a 3.3. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know why I'm feeling the like, 
odd or just the not point fives today. I'm just it's in that mood. You know, we're just trying to be accurate. Okay, it's specific. You know, specific. Speaking of specific, shape-shifting, big ol' zero. <laughs> big ol' zero, man. I thought we were going to get something in this. I did, too. I thought I thought we were going to get, like, a cool, like, wolf transformation for some reason. It felt like a wolf movie. Yeah. I agree. It's we can just, just feel that now, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you want to give him for the miscellaneous? Probably the psychic powers. I think the psychic powers are pretty good. We haven't watched the movie that prequels this, but I am curious as to how he was just hiding in an icy ravine um, and not dead. They killed him, but he wasn't dead at all. I don't like I get I get why he wouldn't show it in a movie because it would be gratuitous. If you kill Dracula, though, even if you're like, ah, great, he's in the river. You fish that body up. (laughs) You just take a hatchet to it. Yeah. Just go when the sun is out. Everybody gets an axe and just start chopping. Yeah, because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You spend an afternoon chopping up a dead body with your friends. <laughs> that's a good time in my book. The best case scenario, Dracula comes back to life. Oh, oh no, he doesn't have hands or feet. <laughs> what's he going to do? What's he going to do now? What's he going to? I'm serious. You just like chop him up. Everybody, you know, it, it's gross, but everybody takes a little baggie. <laughs> Chuck it in a different ocean. What's he going to do? A different ocean. Everyone's going to chuck it in a different ocean. Somebody goes to the Pacific Ocean, ocean. chuck it in there. Someone goes to the Indian Ocean, (laughs) chuck it in there. Goes to the Atlantic, chuck it in there. I'm saying it's easy. I'm saying it's unforgivable. These people keep letting Dracula come back from the grave. It is unforgivable, but in 1905, I'm not sure how much access to different oceans these people have from Germany. You got okay. Well, okay, fine. C's then. Go I'll to the take Caspian it. Sea. Thank chop you. it in there. Thank there you. That's you all I wanted. Okay. Just go to some different bodies of water. How about that? Because uh, again, what's he gonna do? Chuck it in some concrete. <laughs> Someone's pouring in a I thing. Heidelberg to... has like eighty billion rooftops and apparently, you know, city sidewalks of acid. The, so yes, the brick builders in this town are, are yeah. making a killing right yeah. now. Forgive the forgive the expression, but holy uh, cow, they are making some cash off I'd of like these to, people. I'd like to throw out one other thing for the miscellaneous, yeah, which yep. is that you have to say a prayer to kill him. This that guy can good. pull a stake out of himself. That's unique, actually. Yeah, let's go with that. I like that. Because they drive that stake in far, and then he's like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, uh, guys. Uh, Wouldn't happen if you chopped off some of his limbs. <laughs> he doesn't have hands to pull it out with. <laughs> this is going to be used in court someday. <laughs> Daniel um, in the future is sitting on the witness stand, and they're like, no, I'm going to play back this clip from your podcast <laughs> where you really push to chop this guy up. You said it was a fun activity for you and your friends. I said chopping up Dracula is a fun activity for you and your friends. And if you disagree with me, guess what? You're working for Dracula. Sorry to say it. You're working for Dracula. You're Sorry working for it. Dracula. Where I is don't he? Make the rules. Oh man, I still is this like a maybe like a six to a seven? Yeah, somewhere I, in there. I think you would hope for a seven, but I think it's more like a six point five. Yeah, let's give him a nice, nice crisp six point five. It's a good thing. It's good. Yeah, there's a lot of priests walking around though. You know, yeah. you can just grab one off the streets and yeah. you're fine. <laughs> uh, you know those street priests. Uh, street priests. <laughs> grand entrance, <laughs> grand exit. Tricky because I think the grand entrance is pretty good. He re- he just kind of appears, but it's a good appearance. Yeah, and we can describe a little more. So the priest falls over, hits his head. The blood trickles into the stream. Dracula kind of awakens. 
But it's great because the priest is like knocked out. <laughs> and Dracula waits for him to wake up. And the, so the priest wakes up and Dracula's like standing in the background, points at him and bam, movie started. Um, it's pretty spooky. It's but pretty the spooky. ending is also very good. Yeah. So I think if they had really gone all out with the like turning to dust part of his death, I'd yeah. be a little bit more in on the exit. But as it is, he's like on the cross. He's wriggling around. The priest is going. The store, the, the clouds part. The moon comes out. And then he's just kind of a puddle of blood. Yeah, he's just kind of. OK. The buildup is really nice. It's just that they don't give us the like the progression from full vampire to pile of dust. We don't get any of the like the skeleton falling apart or anything. No, I've come accustomed no. to those things. Okay, let's do the let's do the, the entrance, entrance then. I don't two point eight nine ish is in my head. Yeah, I was gonna say a, uh, right around a three. So I I'm fine with a two point nine. Yeah, it's good. It's not. It's not really remarkable. No. But it's pretty good. But it's pretty good. Book bonus. Um, like a zero? Zero. We got, we, we we got, got nothing. nothing in common here. We got nothing. Um, we need to remember, after we do next week, we need to remember to go back and average up. Yeah. Hit some of his scores. Yeah. At least I think these first, like, three should be really put together taken in conversation with each other because this guy's stats we've got stats all over the board here the the timeline is different you know we've just got such a breadth of movies from this guy i'm really yeah. interested to put these all together kind of see where we're ending up honestly maybe i think christopher lee's probably the only one we'd really do it for but do we maybe do like just a christopher lee's dracula and take like all four of them as one movie yeah, because the average I don't think I don't think the average really paints the full picture always. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's a that's a good call. I was just debating whether or not it's fair to Christopher Lee, given that he is one of the most iconic Draculas. If we only take yeah. his high scores, you know what I mean? Oh, like just add up the highest, add scores. up the highest score he has in each category. And that can be a little okay. bit more reflective. Because I, I think like that. some of what goes wrong with him is that he's just stuck with the era that he is in. Yeah. So if we I only look that. at what he does well, I think it maybe more accurately gives us a, a grade for, for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. I like that plan. All right. So after, so next week, taste the blood of Dracula. Eat it. I don't want it. No, thank you. It's, gr it's gross. I do, I do have one quick segment before it's we ketchup. tip out. Brand new segment. Yeah. Uh, it's called Bat em Up. I'm going to have theme music next week, but it's just like the baseball. -na 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 -na. Play ball. I was ruminating on this because we've talked quite a lot of smack about being able to take out some Draculas. Mm -hmm. Bat em Up is very simple. It's one question. It's a yes or no answer. Okay. If you, Evan Morkall, were yeah. armed with a baseball bat, <laughs> could you defeat this Dracula? Yes or no? <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> um wow i didn't expect that to be so literal um if listen this is the podcast for literalism okay <laughs> <laughs> of all the shows in the world yeah you're right you're right i took some latin in high school do you think you can do the lord's prayer i was gonna say i think i could i think i could break out the lord's pr prayer in latin if that's really all it takes i think i can do that um well like and nowhere in there does it say it has to be the latin that's true that's that's pretty good. Can you do the Lord's Prayer? <laughs> <laughs> Can I do the Lord's Prayer? 
just like right off the top of like, my head. I, I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like if I had like five uh, minutes just to memorize the Lord's Prayer real quick, I I think I could do it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespassers as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil for nine is the kingdom. And the, You're so, you are oh so God. close. Christ is the kingdom, the, the <laughs> heaven and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Something like that. According to the English Standard Version, it's give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Damn as it. we also have forgiven our debtors. So I was close. I, th- I still think, though, I still think you can bat them up. Though. I think I, think I can bat them up. Them out. I yeah. think I can get this. Just got to break One the hit bat to the face, something. break yeah. the bat in half. Stab yeah. Him. Yeah. Bam, All right. Bam, cool. Boom. Very successful first. Our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over there being, Our Father who art in heaven, how are you going to leave the show this week? Um, ooh, ooh. I'm going to strap myself to Monsignor's back like a giant cross <laughs> and have him carry me up a mountain. What about you? <laughs> I'm halfway out the window. I'm climbing across the rooftops. I'm scampering out of there like a little, like a little rat thief. <laughs> um, very sorry we couldn't do the ballet. Like I said, we're both really excited about it. I will just, we'll just need to order a DVD copy of it. Um, it's gonna next happen. week. Next week, bring your Slurpee cups. It's time to taste the blood of Dracula. Good night. Good night.